Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Glowing Weak Point, the show where I fumble the intro. Right, I, uh, I didn't understand host, half John. those words. <laughs> and I'm the <laughs> other host, Wombat. Oh, we're, we're doing that? Doing what? Listening it's... to your dog? No, well, I mean, yeah. yeah. Hey, shut up! <laughs> there's, uh... There's... A movement starting within the, like, general podcast culture of people being afraid of the term co-host. Oh. Um, That's weird. Where where people people will introduce themselves and be like, I'm your host, and I'm also your host. And I think it stems from a feeling of, like, co-host being, like, lesser. Um, It's... It's definitely not. No, it's just kind of... Like, we're both co-hosts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like when when you have two politi- political commentators on the screen at the same time running their show together, they are co-commentators. Like... Yeah. Like, that's just what that word means. You're working yeah, with fact, some other... You're cooperating. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like assistant host. Or, or guest host. Like, yeah, it's it's. Uh, hi, I'm your host, and I am hosting alongside him on equal footing. Therefore, <laughs> we are co-hosts. Right. And, and when when I open the show myself, I'll say I'm the host, and you'll say, and I'm your co-host. Blah 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 yeah. blah. Blah 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 blah. Blah blah. Because that's how it works. Yeah, uh, no, I, don't, I, I just don't feel wanted to be fancy. The... Uh, okay. <laughs> I didn't Ugh. know there was a movement growing in the podcasting community. Yeah, when I, I also hate that I have to say that. But also, uh, the only podcasts I listen to are by people who broadly hate the larger uh, podcasting community. Understandable. <laughs> because yep. it's embarrassing. I, I get that. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I get that. <laughs> uh. <sighs> People who fell into their jobs just by happenstance and <laughs> didn't set out yeah. to become podcasters. It's just yep. what they do. I mean, I, I don't know. I, the, I feel like they're very, uh, only like, businesses decide to podcast like everyone else just is like oh, let's do a podcast sort of thing we'll see if this like goes anywhere but it probably won't um, right it's, it's only places like like earwolf that are like let's put together a podcast yeah 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 um all right what's your glowing weak point oh, oh i've got to get mine ready I always forget what the sh- the name of the show is, <laughs> <laughs> which is silly. You know what my my glowing weak point was that I watched Scooby Doo on Zombie Island this week. Okay, and it's like one of the better Scooby Doo movies, which is surprising because it's one of the scooby-doos where there is actually a supernatural thing happening which i i have i have a scale for scooby-doo which is like the more supernatural it is the worse the story is 
Like, yeah, the heart yeah, of the show sure. is all of all of the bad things that happen in the world. There's a rich white dude underneath that mask. Like, correct. Yeah, <laughs> that is that is the philosophical statement of Scooby Doo. So once you start yeah. having like actual zombies happening, then it's it, it gets bad. But um, yeah. But the this one was good. I, I don't know what makes it any better than like Scooby Doo and the Witch's Ghost, which I hate almost everything about. <laughs> or like the Scooby Doo live action movie, which I love, but in one of those ways where it's like most everything about it is bad, but I see I see where they're going with it. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't I don't know what makes Zombie Island different, but it is. Okay. Yeah. What about you, John? Well, What's your glowing weak point? I finished my puppet. Oh, I just got sent an image. Oh no. Oh. Oh, that's fuzzy. Yeah. Well, you gave your puppet a lot more beard than you actually have. I, I agree. Um, <laughs> I, I I agree. I, I was doing most of this with my mom, and uh, she she kept saying I needed more beard, and I was like, "But I don't have much beard." But right. It 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 looks better this way than it does most of the other ways we were doing it. Um, the the other ways we tried. Like, it's really cute, John. It's just, like, the the mop of hair on the head doesn't look so much like a mop of hair, at least from this angle. It looks kind of like a hat that you'd be wearing if you were up on a cold mountain. <laughs> Which okay. isn't I, helped I by, by no, the I, lengthy I beard. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I see that. <laughs> You see it in the picture uh, that you shared? Yeah. 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 But it looks good. Uh, okay. Yeah. Thanks. I, I actually... My life has been uh, a, a confusing blotch of hell the last uh, two weeks, I guess. Damn. Um, as, yeah, as I've been back to work in some ways, but not in others... Uh, so I, I can't actually get any work done on the things that I'd love to do, but I have to work for money. And uh, that sucks. Um, as I'm sure most people listening to this would be well aware. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, my entire um, life up until like the past few months has been just, I've been working for money instead of doing stuff I want to do. Yeah. I mean, and the stuff I want to do is also work. It's just work in pursuit of uh, a better goal than just being able to keep living in the same place. Right. It's way. it's wanting to accomplish personal goals. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Uh, so, I actually had... A really hard time coming up with my glowing weak point. I it's I spent like half an hour earlier today racking my mind trying to think of things, and the only thing I could come up with for a long time was I went to a wedding this past weekend, 
Um, but even that was like mixed because I didn't know anyone there. Oh, I hate that. Including, including the bride and groom. How'd you get invited to this wedding? It's uh, their managers at uh, the workplace where I make money and where my wife has been a manager for the last uh, seven years. Oh, so she so. probably has more of a connection to them. She knows the bride and groom, and she knows uh, two of the guests, one of which was a uh, groomsman. Okay. I nominally know the bride because she is a manager at my workplace. She's just in a completely separate department and... On the other side of the building. Yeah. I don't don't interact with her, so um, it took me several looks for me to go oh that's that's who that is i see you Uh, walk by every couple of months yeah it it also doesn't help that like you look very different when you're in a bridal gown yes all makeup up and (laughs) then you do when you're walking around a Publix. yeah (laughs) um indeed so uh, and I had never met the groom before in my life. <laughs> and, uh, the groomsman and his wife, uh, I had met at a previous wedding earlier this year for a different Publix person. Um, and that's the, the limit to me knowing anyone there. <laughs> I went to a wedding so, once in my life, and... I only really knew the bride and groom and the people who I came with. Now, I, w- I am good friends with the bride and groom, so that okay. was a plus, but, like, literally everybody else there, complete strangers to me. So you've only been to one wedding in your life? Oh, yeah. Do, do you know how many people I know? <laughs> Basically none. <laughs> uh fair. I'm not a social person. <laughs> yeah. Alright, let's move on. What games did you play, Wombat? Um, you know what? I, I've i been playing some more Wilder Myth. Wilder okay. Myth is that a uh, procedurally generated RPG like 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 strategy kind of game with the, the, the comic book uh, cutscenes. It's... Yeah, it's recall. It's really nice. Um, and they've mm-hmm. updated the game a lot. And there's a whole lot of mods out for the game, too, which are really fun. And it's... Okay. The game only gets better. <laughs> but, like, whether it be the actual developers or the mods people are putting together for it, which includes some, like, really detailed armor and weapons and stuff... It's, yeah. It just looks really good. But I was playing the game some more, and I've been I've been trying to build up my legacy heroes, and I've gotten one character, na- uh, Lee Hale is her name, up to four-star legacy, which I think is like the halfway point. I think it goes up to eight stars, which means that okay. every time she, goes, she enters a new campaign now, she will start at level four and have access to four of her previous abilities that she's acquired. Wow. 
on top of that, she was also like a like celestial touched or whatever, which meant she uh, uh, back when I was playing before, she only got up to like one leg and one arm and she was able to like shoot shoot shooting stars out of her hand. Yeah. Now she's entirely celestial, which means she doesn't get access to any weaponry anymore. Oh, she just is a weapon. Yeah, she, now she can use both of her hands with the shooting star, and she can call falling stars from the sky to hit AoE on multiple enemies. And nice. she can even learn a skill called Meteor Strike, which is cool but useless. Uh, Meteor Strike is a giant AoE, but it takes a turn to hit. So, like, she, wow. you move her, and then she says, Okay... Uh, I'm going to drop a meteor here. And maybe at that point, there's like four enemies standing there. But then the enemies get to do their turn also, and then they can move out of the, uh, the meteor's range. So, it's cool, but it's very useless. (laughs) But the Falling Stars, uh, Lee has probably twice as many kills as any of my other heroes at this point. Just because she can hit, like, three... Like, an average of two or three enemies with one attack of Falling Stars. And murder them. Just, like, instantly. Nice. Nice. She's a one-woman army. Uh, (laughs) It's it's fantastic. And, And so that's Lee. And then I've been building up other characters as well. There's a character named Glenn May. She has... I think I got her to two or three legacy. She's fully, uh, like, fire-touched or whatever. She, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Fire-touched person. Yeah. It's just... Okay. It's just fun shit. And, and there's so many cool. different things characters can be. Like, I, I, I was doing a legacy campaign, but recruited a new hero. And then one of my my characters who had a rivalry 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 with her um she, like you like uh this the the character i'm talking about is an archer right and she has this rivalry with a, a mage and they they're camping for the night and the archer goes to sleep and then the mage is wandering around the woods and she runs into this like forest spirit and the forest spirit is like, all who sleep in my woods must pay a price. And then I had the option between saying like, like, uh, oh no, like, I didn't mean to sleep here. Or, well, I'm not the one who's sleeping and pointing him towards the, the archer or something else, which I think okay. would have resulted in fighting the forest spirit. Okay. But I pointed him towards the archer. And then in her sleep, he sylph touched her, and now she's slowly becoming a sylph. Oh. Yeah. So, she got touched through no fault of her own, but because her rival was like, fuck you, (laughs) and did it to her. It's a great game. And more people should play it. Everybody sh- alive today should play this game. Okay. What about you, John? What have you been playing? 
I don't have any time during the day to play video games. I uh, feel it, that. It's constantly, yeah, it, I'm constantly either working or too tired from work. And so uh, I, I play mobile games now exclusively. I, I haven't, I have not played Destiny and... No! <laughs> there we go. I think Hector listened uh, to no. Uh, I have not played Destiny in like a week and a half, and uh, that's surprising. I'm a lot of things there, yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's sad because the story's coming out and I haven't played it. Um, but instead, I play mobile games uh, or or idle games. So obviously, I'm already playing uh legends of eidolon and i'll get to that later but uh i decided to pick up its uh companion game i guess uh the developers made several games and uh he just released the first game he ever made uh re-released it i guess on steam okay so uh i picked it up it's just a like it's a pure idle game where uh, everything runs automatically. You just have to, like, change the direction of things and check on it, if, like, once or twice a day. So, uh, once a day I turn it on and I, uh, play it for, like, three minutes going through and leveling up my character and crafting a bunch of things, and then I shut it off. The only reason I actually play it, because I, I don't love it, it's, it's not... It's a game that you would... Uh, rather die than play. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's most yeah. mobile games, though, to be fair. But, but like, definitely this one. Uh, <laughs> this one, I don't even know if it is a mobile game. I, 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 my computer stays on all the time, so I, I come in and I once a day open it up on my computer and then close it again. Uh, but at certain intervals of progression, you actually get codes that you can put into Legends of Eidolon that give you shit there. Ugh. So, I'm doing it purely for that. Wow. So, yeah. Uh, in other news of playing awful games, uh, tell me about RuneScape. Oh, I got back into RuneScape because it's something I can just, like, play for a few minutes at a time. <laughs> but, I had a long weekend this, the, this week, so I was able to put a lot of time into it right up front. You know, before okay. the, the inevitable drop-off of being only able to play it for an hour or so a day, maybe. Okay. Um, I had an hour to play video games. Right. <laughs> um, RuneScape is great. <laughs> Listen, they've actually added a lot of... Um, I'm not going to say a lot of, but they've added some quality of life features yeah. to old school RuneScape. The biggest of which being a little thing, a little scroll by the mini-map that you can click on, right? And then it tells yeah. you what quests you could be doing. Like, like what you're, oh. what you, like, it points you in a direction of, like, you have, like, the levels and stuff for this quest. Or, like, it even tells you, like, why it's recommending you do certain quests, like... Oh, here, go do the Death Plateau quest. It's it's required to do, like, a whole bunch of other quests. 
or go do the yeah. Watchtower quest because it gives you a shit ton of experience. Yeah. And then at the bottom, it'll even have a couple of quests that would be good for you to do, but you don't have the the necessary levels for it yet. But yeah, maybe you're uh, just a couple like the... of off, a couple levels off, and it tells you how many you need in order to be able to yeah. do it. It's like once you've done these other things, these are the next things you want to be doing. Yeah. And so like work towards that as well. Yeah, and it's just it's it's a really useful tool for pointing you in a direction. Yeah, and it sounds good. I like it a lot. <laughs> um, I also found a client that you can play RuneScape in that is not the official RuneScape client. <laughs> it's called Rune Light. Yeah. And it has a whole bunch of plugins that can make the game easier <laughs> to deal with. Like, <laughs> like if you're having trouble seeing where agility shortcuts are, or wh- like if you're agility training and you're having trouble clicking on where you need to be clicking, then you can turn on the agility plugin and it like highlights the the space that if you click on will let you do the thing. Okay. Yeah. I've mostly been using it for this uh, wiki plugin that uh, makes it it, it it allows the wiki to read all of my character levels and shit, and so when I'm looking at a quest on the wiki, then it tells me if I have the, the levels or not yet. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And any and if there's any quests I need to do before I can do the quest. So, okay. useful client. I like it a lot. Uh, I've been mostly doing quests since I picked the game back up again, but... In the in the next few weeks, it's probably going to go back to just like skill training and shit because I won't have time mm-hmm. for doing all these things. Yep, yeah. for anything fun. Yeah, yeah. that's what all happens right. when school. Which which of the two do you want me to talk about? Uh, let's talk about Guardian Tales. I know that one. Yeah. All right. So I've I've been playing more of it because. Uh, you know, it's it's actually a good game. Mm-hmm. It um, was. Yeah. I bet it's out uh, on Switch now, too. I just haven't had time to go see it. Uh, maybe. Uh, but I've learned that this game has a lot more depth options. Uh, oh, really? The variety, I guess, I don't uh-huh. know, than I initially did. Uh, so I, I beat... World 5 and that gave me access to a world exploration ship and what that allows me to do is play Fire Emblem (laughs) (laughs) you found Fire Emblem and Guardian Tales and now your life is over yeah well no now the game is over and I'm gonna delete it because fuck Fire Emblem no no, I, I haven't no, I now you're it. now you're more invested than ever. I know you. No, you talk a lot of shit it. about Fire Emblem, but you're you're a you're a Fire Emblem addict. It's like your cocaine. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I I played the first round of it and I failed it. And I was like, well, fuck this. I don't want to play this garbage. So does it let um, you use your unlocked heroes as your units? 
Yeah, so it's it's a combination in that, like, you put together parties, and each party becomes a single unit, and then you move the unit around the field, Fire Emblem style, and then when you go into a battle, then it's, like, the actual game, and you... you oh, okay. You got your joystick and stuff, yeah. That's um, interesting. Yeah. Um, so I, I failed the first time, and I said, well, screw this, it sucks, and then I had to come back to it because the the beginner quest, the never-ending beginner quest, told me that I needed to. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So now you've been doing more of that. Yeah. And this is like well, when you, no, no, you were talking a bunch of shit on one. Gambit and Destiny, and then you did some Gambit, and you're like, oh my god, this is so good. I only had to do one. And you so did I only 20. played one. No. <laughs> I did my I did my one and then I got out. Okay. And that's I'm done with that. Alright. For now. Um But yeah, the game's game's still good. I'm I'm still enjoying building my town and uh when I have the time uh playing the adventure, which is rare. <laughs> um but yeah, it's it's still a really good game, and I probably won't get rid of it until I've finished the story. Okay. Uh, whereas, uh, update on games on my phone, I no longer have Arcura on my phone. Oh no! I I took it off. Oh goodbye, Arcura. I might someday come back to it because you know it's got cloud saves, so I I could. You could. But, but will I probably you? won't. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. Tell me about your board game. Okay. So we got we found we busted out our board games from all of the boxes they were trapped inside of since we moved, and we played some Smash Up. And Smash Up is a great game. You you just it is. grab a couple of random decks and smush them together, and then you you battle for points, and it's great. Now, John, I bought yeah. an expansion. I bought the oh. I bought the Oops You Did It Again sp- expansion. Oh gosh, what is this? Which gives you cowboys, uh, ancient Egyptians, Vikings, and samurai as as decks. Aw, no Britney Spears. No. Uh, so, John. They add ridiculous fucking things to the game. Like, honestly... Uh, Smash Up is ridiculous. Yeah, but this is... It was a lot. (laughs) But definitely... it. So, I wanted us to play with as many of the new decks as we could without, like, overwhelming us. So, I gave each one of us one of the... One of the four new decks, and then one of the... uh, one of one of the previous decks. Yeah. Which meant that the samurai didn't get played. Um, oh. There were okay. th- because there were three of us playing. Yeah. Now the cowboys are built entirely around this new thing called dueling. And and okay. every time a duel starts, uh, 
you lay down a card from your hand face down, and the person you're dueling lays a card face down, and then whoever's... It's between two minions, and whoever's minion has the most um, points at the end of the duel wins, and then whatever the effect of the duel says happens, happens. And it's usually just destroying the other minion. Now, this sounds simple, but is incredibly complicated. <laughs> because the card you play from your hand, if it's an action, the action takes place. And then the other person, if they played an action, their action takes place. If it's a minion, then it just goes back to your hand. Minions do nothing. Even if they have effects on them, minions do nothing. Okay. But this can, like, start a chain reaction of shit happening that just eats up so much time. And you think you're just... You, you think you're just about to play a minion, but then the minion triggers a duel, and then the duel triggers, like, three different effects, and you're just sitting there for, like, four minutes doing one piece of your turn. Yeah. <laughs> and it's fun, but it's like, oh my god, move the game along already. Yeah. And then that's that's that could be a problem when you're adding things into other things. The the samurais also do a bit of dueling. Like I read the cards to see it, but not nearly to the extent the cowboys do. And I was playing the cowboys, so mm -hmm. it was a lot of dueling, a lot. I felt like I was playing Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> um. Oh. The Vikings have a pretty straightforward thing. It's mostly just, like, looking at the top cards of other people's decks and using them as your own. Yeah. But the mummies, John, the ancient Egyptians, they rather, they have burying. So certain card effects will allow you to bury cards at different bases. And then at oh. the start of your turn... Like before you do anything else, you can unbury one card. So you can you can use a card effect, like play a minion, bury a card, play an action, and then the next time it gets around to you, then you can unbury that card you buried earlier and also play a minion and play an action. And then if those things allow you to also, like, play extra minions, play extra actions. It's just building on top of each other. So the mummies also become this thing of just like every time the mummy player comes around it's like six minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> and also, the it's very easy to forget the rules for the mummies. So for a while Cadence was just playing the game with like three cards buried waiting for a card to show up that would let her unbury one of the cards she had buried. Oh. <laughs> She's like, when do I get to do this? And I'm like, Cadence, I told you earlier, you can unbury one at the start of your turn. And she's like, oh. You know what? You did tell me that. <laughs> yeah. And from that point on, her turns became as long as mine. Yeah. <laughs> It was really fun, but definitely I'm not going to, like, try and make sure that they all get played in a game going forward. Just like, yeah. if you get them, you get them. Yeah. Yeah. 
But it's a good expansion. I like it. It, it just okay. it, it can't be played on its own. It needs to be tempered. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any other uh, expansions or just those? Um, the original and that. No, I have the original. Um, I have the sheep deck. I have okay. whatever one has ghosts and carnivorous plants and bear cavalry and steampunks. And then I have another one that had kittens, ponies, princesses, and fairies. Okay. So I have a ton of decks for this game. It's like... Yes. It's yes, like you do. more than 20 decks at this point, I think. Because the base is eight, got the and then I've got pretty, another eight. Pretty smash up. Yeah, I have twenty-one decks at this point. Pretty, pretty smash up sounds right. An awesome level nine thousand. That also sounds right. Yeah. And those those decks were all very much more straightforward than the "Oops, you did it again" decks. Yeah. Like they obviously they all still have their own gimmicks, but the gimmick of the princess deck is like you only have seven princess minions, but they're all power level five, and they all have like really good effects. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Well, it's always fun to hear about board games. Yeah, I like board games. I like board games too, and I played other ones, but the one I could talk about the most was Smash Up. So. Are you ready for some disappointment? Uh, about Legends of Eidolon? Yeah. Did it turn bad? I've played it so much that my phone is experiencing screen burn. Oh, I think you said that the last time you talked about it. <laughs> it's a lot stronger. Yeah? <laughs> and I switched to mostly playing it on my computer. Like, I'll... I'll I try and, like, jump into it on my computer the few times I'm at home instead of doing it on my phone. And now it's screen burning into your computer. No, it's just still getting worse on my phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't play it for, like, four days on my phone. Uh, and it's it's still just it's getting worse. It got better for a little bit, but now it's getting much worse. Much worse. Much worse. Um, but how does screen burn even happen? I've never experienced screen burn. <laughs> so most games get around screen burn by not having anything be in the exact same space. It's it's really happens nowadays only with like UI sort of things. But even a lot of UI is is temporary or um, it just doesn't pop up much. And also. Uh, it was really a thing with CRT um, monitors and TVs, and it's much less a thing with modern monitors and phones, etc. But apparently, it's it's enough for mine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, it just feels like something wrong with the game itself. Because did no. any other game do this to your phone? Well, I wasn't leaving... Like, I wasn't playing the other games as much or leaving them open with the screen turned on. Because, <laughs> like, there are... There are well, maybe that's what's to do. You have to AFK actively 
Oh, so why? You have to have the game open as opposed to... I mean, they're, they're non-required things, but they're things that I want, so I get them. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so this is uh, a you problem. I, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely my problem. Right, um, in that you're dealing with it. So I have, I have completely beaten the first world... Uh, the second world, I have gotten to the point in the quest where it says, "Go beat the boss." Uh, okay. The problem is, I'm not, I'm not strong enough to fight all the enemies on the way to the boss. Not even remotely. Um, there's, there's like three or four um, maps between me and the boss that, like the, the enemies are just really hard. Um, I can kill them just fine. I just can't survive their damage. I see. Yeah. Gotta build up your defense. Yep. Um, so yeah. Uh, that's... That's this week's wrap-up, except we, we played a mobile game together. We did. This season is a mistake, because this season we're... we're talking or we're playing through the the really bad games john likes subjecting um, himself to bad shit i as long as i get to do it to you as well yes in fact actually um, let me come down here real quick and just i'm uh, not a masochist as much as i am a sadist and i'll accept masochism in the you know process of causing pain I just got a. I just got another game on my uh, worst games of the year list. We'll see if it stays there. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's fair, and it's fair for it to be the top. <laughs> um. So we played uh, yeah, Ebony: so... The King's Return, a game you've all yes. seen ads for. Every single one of you has seen the ads for this. It's the stupid uh, ads where there's a dude and then he drops uh, he, some bars and shit and then a, a minotaur kills him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, I had been informed that that was a very small percentage of the game. And the game is mostly like city building and fighting other players and stuff. And... It it definitely isn't. <laughs> like there's there's a there's a good portion of the game that is puzzles. Yeah, there's the a lot of puzzle is, happening. The puzzles are dog shit. <laughs> yeah, they're not good. It's a bad puzzle game. <laughs> they're they're awful puzzles. <laughs> like like they're not even like interesting, halfway decent, like the ones in the ads. They're mostly just bad. And the ones that like aren't just idiotically simple are ones where you have to like time it right right and i hate that shit <laughs> i i was handing the phone to my wife and being like here do this and then sometimes the game won't even register that you're hitting the button to do the the thing yeah and so you'll have timed it right but the game won't register it, and then you die anyway and it's like well fuck yeah, you. you you didn't press and hold the button to pull out the stupid ledge to walk on in time. Yeah, uh -huh. it's stupid. It's a terrible, terrible puzzle game. 
And what's worse is the other half of the game is all, like, city management, but it's not like an RTS where you can, like, build things in, you know, wherever. It's... Or you can build whatever you want. Yeah. You get, like, plots of land that are for specific things. And then you upgrade them with the material like it's it's not even like you're constantly getting like in legends of eidolon i've i'm at a point where i'm having to mine harder and harder types of minerals because like the stuff that i'm getting in the early game wasn't like i'm not going to use copper armor for the entire game so now i need platinum uh and it's harder to get that no it's it's just like here you need wood and then late game you need more wood <laughs> And so there's there's no like oh I need to upgrade my lumber mill so that I can be getting this new material or something it's just I need to upgrade my lumber mill so I can get it faster so I'm not bored out of my fucking mind uh, and then you're also controlling armies to go fight robbers on the mostly world map. yeah like there's there's a level one boss right near my castle uh that if i click on it it just says uh you are assuredly going to die if you fight this cool so yeah so thanks I, for I putting did. that right by my base game yeah uh but the thing is uh it doesn't matter that they're right by my base no it doesn't because exist. they do nothing yeah nothing does anything the the game is dead the robbers just sit there waiting for you to kill them. Uh, 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 yeah. Like, NPC enemy troops just sit there waiting for you to kill them. The Minotaur yeah. in the dungeons just sits there waiting for you to kill it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, and you've, you've got generals that have all these fancy powers that don't do anything. Right. And also, don't matter at all to the game whatsoever. Um... And also, I, I was playing as fucking Japan, and my okay, okay, me and too. The, and the first general it gave me was Spartacus. I'm like, yes, what the fuck? <laughs> Give me a Japanese general. Yeah, like oh. give me give me Date Masamune or or fucking yeah. Tadakatsu Honda. <laughs> like, nope, nope. <laughs> You get Spartacus. Spartacus. And then my next one was Cleopatra. Oh, uh, I Cleopatra was the first one I got. But I think I got it through, like, a open this gift and you get this character. Right. Uh, Spartacus was the one I got through story. Uh-huh. There's major air quotes around story. Uh, <laughs> because also, there's, there's no anything in this game. This game was so fucking boring. Like, like the um, story is just a tutorial. It's just like, yeah. hey, you're the king of this place, now start building shit up. Okay, you've built some shit up, who cares now? Yeah. That's it. Um, so, I sent you a bunch of images that infuriated me. Because I went through and I, I leveled up my barracks and my... I had no idea what the fuck these were supposed to be. And stuff. <laughs> and uh, and I, I built up a huge army that I then I still couldn't beat the first boss. So I was like, well, fuck this game. And I deleted it. Um, <laughs> I looked through all of them. 
If you click the first image, that is a horse archer. Do you see a fucking bow? No. It, he has he's a holding a spear. <laughs> next next up on the list is a musketeer, except He's uh, a samurai. Sword. Yeah, he's a samurai with a sword. Imperial crossbowman has uh, a bow. A long bow. Uh, heavy crossbowman has another bow. This um, one's a normal bow. A ballista, which is actually in this case just an onager, which hate. Don't expect um, me to know what the fucking onager is. <laughs> Standard catapult is what you'd think of it. Okay. Uh, when, when people yeah, I mean, I can tell that it's definitely on. not a ballista because a ballista yeah. is supposed to be a giant fucking bow. <laughs> yeah. They, they clearly don't know what bows are. No. Uh, next on the list is an onager, quote unquote, except clearly it's a trebuchet. <laughs> it's the most most trebuchet trebuchet that's ever existed. I do know what and a trebuchet next is. On the list, next on the list is an onager, but they call it a trebuchet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then the ninja warriors, which is just a reskinned samurai. Yes, followed by a crusader who's just a, a, a soldier. I mean, uh, he's also wearing samurai armor, and he's got a Naginata? Uh, yeah. Um, and a Japanese standard behind him, so... Yeah. I mean, And, and then it, next is, is Janissaries, which were Tur Turkish infantry, and don't apply to japan yeah so it's they've they've made models for all of the different countries right yeah but then they just used the same name over and over each time for the different units except the highest like six levels of the japanese whatever are like house of masamune warrior or something you know what i did, um, when you sent this to me i wasn't even looking at the names this dude this dude is called a zwihander but he's just zoro from one piece yeah he, he's got a one-handed sword he's got three he's got three one-handed swords he's zoro from one piece <laughs> and a Zweihander is a giant piece of metal used to murder horses. Uh, a a Zweihander is, by def definition, a two-handed sword. Yes. That's what literally what it means is two-hander. I mean, it looks a lot like, like it looks a lot like Guts's sword from Berserk. That's more yeah. Zweihander. Yeah. Less sword uh, and more it, just a giant hunk of metal. Above it is Maceman with a spear with a spear uh, below below it is halberdier with a another fucking katana and, and below that is swordsman with a spear. spear god motherfucker <laughs> and like I, they're not even trying flipping, i flipped through that and just got more furious with every single edition <laughs> this is insane uh, all this to say, uh... People pay money to play King's, this game. <laughs> Ebony of the King's Return is perhaps the worst game that we have reviewed. And yes, I am counting, um... What was it? Uh... Golden Soul. Ugh. 
At least Golden Soul was made by somebody who, like, wanted to make a game. Yeah. That person had a dream. They failed to recognize it. <laughs> they have a dream. The people who made Ebony, The King's Return, are, are looking dreamless. for a quick buck. <laughs> They're looking for a quick exit. <laughs> they invested too much in cryptocurrency, so they, they made this game to make all that money back. Uh, I, I hate it. And once they do, they'll drop off the face of the planet. Do you no. have anything more you want to say? Uh, worst game I've personally ever played. Like, <laughs> it's it's definitely on that list. Yeah, <laughs> mostly because of how insulting it was to me it, as a person who likes games. It is definitely insulting. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's all. Series facts. The facts about the Silent Hill. Again. Yeah, I, I guess I said we would. Yeah, okay. So th this is just the rest of the series. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, we've a bunch of fucking games. We've already spoken in depth regarding the original Silent Hill, but that's only a sneak peek into the relatively vast world of Silent Hill games and other media, so we'll be taking this week as a series facts to deal with the rather large series. But that wasn't even a fact, John. That's just a fucking... I, just, I mean, it is a fact. We have spoken about it, and we are <laughs> taking this week to talk about other series. Before we get into the other installments, there are some details about the first game we missed, as well as some general details about the setting, so let's get into that. Okay. Just two facts that constitute an intro. <laughs> Correct. <yes. laughs> Budgets were relatively tight, so the de developers couldn't send people to scout out locations and get pictures for settings. Because of this, they grabbed images from American films to design locations around. Midwich Elementary School in the game is a nearly one-for-one -one re replication of the school from Kindergarten Cop. Schwarzenegger would have had no problem fighting the cult. Absolutely not. I remember liking it, it, Kindergarten Cop. Well, if you want to see the school again, you can go play Silent Hill. Because it's even got, like, the drawings up on the walls by kids. Huh. It's... They, they remade it to that detail. I would have left correct. that out. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they did everything. That feels like just stealing at that point. <laughs> I agree. They should be paying the set designers for Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> it's also, in some ways, a little creepier. Because, like, Kindergarten Cop is a happy-go-lucky, fun movie. And, uh, yeah. And Silent Hill is none of those things. Oh, you don't think Silent Hill is happy-go-lucky? You no. don't think Silent Hill is fun? <laughs> no. No, it's not either of those things. It's not meant to be fun. No. <laughs> In the reimagining Silent Hill Shattered Memories, you have access to a cell phone and can call the Konami helpline, which just sends you to a Yakuza. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> to which you just get the automated response. Our caller ID shows that you are calling from Silent Hill. I regret to inform you that you are beyond even our help. It's really fucking creepy. You know, from all the Silent Hill games, I my understanding of Silent Hill is that it is not a real place. <laughs> like, uh, like, do people live in this town? It doesn't feel like it. All the roads are named for famous horror authors with Ray Bradbury Street, Robert Block Street, Richard Matheson Street, Richard Bachman Avenue, the pen name for Stephen King, among others. But not a not a Stein Street? Maybe. Uh, I, I was really only looking at the game one, but games two and three also have... Um horror author names. If they have different uh, names then that that confirms they, they that do. Silent Hill is not a real place. <laughs> no, because uh, cause Silent Hill, the each game expands on the territory. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So they, they don't take place in the same part of town. Um, yeah. While the town of Silent Hill doesn't actually exist, of course, it is inspired by a real-life town in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Centralia. What a fucking dumbass name. The worst part about Centralia is that it's not the only town called Centralia. Oh no. Oh there, god. There's also Centralia, Illinois and Centralia, Washington. It's such a bad name for a town. There's a Centralia College in Centralia, Washington. It's... Yeah, is it even is it even in central Pennsylvania? I oof, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, let me let me look at the map. Um, east center. I mean, it, it's not right smack dab in the middle, but it is. Then you don't get between it between the north and south. No, if it's not in the, if you can't be like okay, it's within the circle. I would call the center. You're not the center. No, nah, you don't get to call yourself not, Centralia. It's not in that circle. <laughs> it is equidistant from the north and south, but uh, no. Not the east and west. Not the east and west. In 1962, the city ordered a landfill fire to attempt to reduce some waste, which is always a good idea, especially when it's situated on top of an abandoned coal mine that then caught fire and is still burning and producing considerable air pollution to this day. They never put the fire out? They couldn't. They, they, they couldn't. The estate got in there and tried to do it. They couldn't. There's a, there's a fucking mine in, in Pennsylvania that's just been on fire for 60 years. <laughs> yes, and, and, and America's just like, it. yep, that's the that's the forever fire mine. <laughs> <laughs> the the worst part is that like, not only is it just on fire and producing air pollution, you can't do anything nearby because the fire is burning out sections of the underground. <laughs> so so it could create anything, a sinkhole at any point. It, yeah, <laughs> the the whole place is littered with sinkholes 
So, yeah. Yeah. Sucks. What a fucking dumbass. That's America. That's America. Oh, man. Those are my countrymen. That's what I love to see. Let's let's set fire to this garbage and accidentally create a forever fire in a mine. <laughs> yep. That fire is going to last longer than the Union. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Most of, the <laughs> most of the population of Centralia left shortly after the town was condemned. I would also. Yeah. <laughs> but of the formerly 1,000 plus population, five still remain. Why? <laughs> and of course, since the church is one of the few unaffected buildings, it adds to the feeling of a culty backwater horror nightmare. John. Five people said, let's just stay here. <laughs> it, it is condemned. We'll go roast marshmallows there, no, by the forever garbage fire. N no one is allowed <laughs> to live there. Uh, it, but these people were given a pass because they lived there previously. Uh, here's the really sad part. I was looking at the... Uh, the, the wiki for this and it, it's got demographics information for it and with the 2020 census uh, we found out that like 80% uh, of its residents are white 20% are Asian so there's one Asian person <laughs> there's four white people and one Asian person <laughs> and 20% of the residents are under 18 what? And oh. in the in the last census, or no, it wasn't even the last census. It was like four years before. Um, no, it was the 2010 census. In the 2010 census, there were 10 people living there, and none were under the age of 18. That's child abuse. You can't have yes. kids there. You can't. Yes. Since 2010, some of those has people chosen have chosen to give birth there. You gotta leave. If you want to stay, then you just have to give up your kids to the state. Like I don't know. I I agree. This is disgusting. Like you you can't. That should be a crime. Yeah, it should. Cause that hey, you have one. You you have you have four people near you, and or no three people near you, and one of them isn't related to you. Oh, uh, presumably. How am I supposed to go back to the other facts after that, John? I don't. <laughs> I'm bummed. They should they should be arrested. You can't have a kid there. I agree. You should not have a kid there. It's a you free country, but have a kid there. kids kids don't get to make choices. Kids aren't free. No. So, Correct. I don't know. Something has to be done about that. You get arrested. Your kid gets taken from you. Send him to go live with your grandparents or something. I don't know, man. Do something. Their grandparents probably died in the fire. 
<laughs> oh, did people Back die in that fire? I'm assuming they did. I mean, I thought it was just a landfill fire. I didn't think people would die from that. Or the cave-ins? I mean, yeah. Uh, you, you're right. Or, people or, could have died from all the random sinkholes that started appearing. Or the air pollution, which is... Well, which is why I'm saying, yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm saying it's child abuse is all the fucking air pollution. Yeah. Concentrated on that city. Uh, back to games. I don't know how, but. Oh, John, you're just spoiling the entirety of Silent Hill 2. <laughs> John! Three and four, <laughs> five and seven. Silent Hill 2 follows James Sunderland as he searches the town of Silent Hill for his dead wife he killed, where he is stalked by the monster Pyramid Head created from his own psyche to punish him as he interacts with other deranged murderers in the town. Yep. <laughs> I mean, specifically the part of his psyche that likes to rape people. Like, no, nope, no, nope. That was my understanding of Pyramid Head, and that is a popular thing that people point out. But absolutely not. Uh, the the person who had his hand in every single element of development of Pyramid Head uh, has has come out strongly against that theory and pointed out that in actuality. Um, he is eating and killing the other characters. So, to, to point this out, uh, Pyramid Head frequently cap or is found with other monsters, and it kind of looks like he's assaulting them. Uh-huh. Um, and, and he is assaulting them, just not sexually. He's killing them. That's the whole point of Pyramid Head, is that he goes around killing the other embodiments of his derangement, because that's what he's for. I see. He is, he is there to get rid of the reminders of other things. And that's why when James finally uh, accepts that part of him, Pyramid Head kills himself because he has no more job. His responsibility is done. Okay. Yeah. As Not a rapist. <laughs> As with the first game, many places are taken from film like the Blue Creek Apartments from David Lynch's Blue Velvet, and the roads in this game are also named for horror authors. But John didn't find any of the names for that one. No, I, 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 I mean, I can look it up if you want me to. <sighs> no, it's fine. We're moving on. In Silent Hill 3, you play as Heather, the adopted daughter of Harry Mason from the first game, where you journey to Silent Hill to avenge your father and kill your previous incarnation's childhood friend, who eventually dies giving birth to the cult's god that you upchucked and now must kill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, have you... I know you've played Silent Hill 2... What other Silent Hill games have you played? Uh, I played a bit of three. I haven't finished three, but okay. I've seen these games played, so I know what happens okay. generally. So, so you you've seen all of them, or uh, two, three, and one, two, and three, and parts of four. Okay. Yeah, and then so who cares after the that? Silent teams. Yeah. 
Okay. Like, n- nobody cares about games after that. Fuck it. <laughs> the primary influence for Silent Hill 3 is the film Jacob's Ladder, which I referenced last week as one of my favorite movies. One of the subway platforms is Bergen Street Station, which is a direct reference to the beginning of the film. This is one of the... the is one of the best like like starts to a movie like it, it, they leave the vietnam section and then he wakes up on a train and it's it, it's acting as if uh he just woke up from a dream but yeah. like, like a flashback dream to his bad times in vietnam and then on the inside the train there's advertisements talking about how drugs are bad for you and they'll send you to hell which is the plot of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, it yeah. tells you the plot of the movie straight up front, but you're not even looking at that shit, so you miss it the first time. Yeah. And then there's also, like, a, a homeless man on the on the train sleeping, but you never see his face, and there's this, like, weird dildo-looking tail thing that moves next to his legs. It's gross. It is gross. <laughs> In Silent Hill 4, The Room, you play as Henry Townshend as he attempts to escape his apartment through a multidimensional hole in the wall, where he discovers he's being hunted by an undead serial killer in this very unfun version of an escape room. Like, considering it's called The Room, you actually spend very little time in The Room. It's mostly just hopping between points in The Room to go to different places outside of The Room. I would rate that escape room one star. Oh, there's been worse escape rooms. Come on. I think he actually makes it out alive in that one, so it's better than I mean it like the jigsaw. It depends on the ending. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's one fact I forgot to mention. What? I, I meant to to go through and uh, talk about the various joke endings. Like the UFOs? Uh, yeah, the UFO is consistent throughout for most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Silent Hill Two has a second um, joke ending, dog, uh, where James discovers that a dog is controlling all the events of the game. Yep. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Silent Hill Three, I believe, is just the um, UFO. The the UFO. Uh, Silent Hill 4 also has a UFO. Um, like, at, at a certain point, all the protagonists end up on a UFO. Yeah. 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 It's weird. It's it's the best ending. <laughs> <laughs> it, it might actually be the best ending. I mean, for most of them, yeah, because a lot of the other endings end with, like, very bittersweetly. <laughs> Yeah, none of these games really particularly end happy. No. Like, reading through articles for these things, and it's not the good ending and the bad ending, it's the quote-unquote good ending and the quote-unquote bad ending. Like, I think the good ending to the first one still ends with Harry not finding his child. (laughs) No... No? No, no. The best ending he does leave with... with Cheryl. Is it Cheryl? Heather. 
It's Heather at that point. Yeah. Heather Cheryl Mason. It's all of the names. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. Although it's popular knowledge that the game was originally a standalone game, so this is still the room, that ended up getting the Silent Hill title slapped on, it was actually developed alongside Game 3, with full intention of it being a Silent Hill game all along. It just, I believe you actually mentioned that last time, that it was yeah, not like, actually a Silent Hill game. It's, yeah. it, it, it really was all along. They... And they intended it to have a very different feel from the other games. And it feels way take, different. <laughs> be able to take the series in a different direction. But then the Team Silent stopped working on the game, so... Well, no, <laughs> then Team Silent was booted. Well, there's also that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Both things are true, John. <laughs> Yeah, but one one tells the story a little bit more truthfully. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> they didn't decide to stop working on the game. The they Yakuza said they had to go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Silent Hill Origin. I'm never going to get tired of talking about Konami's ties with the Yakuza. <laughs> no, you're not. Because <laughs> they have so many ties to the Yakuza. <laughs> Yes, they do. <laughs> Silent Hill Origins is a prequel focusing on Travis Grady as he saves Alessa from the first game, allowing her to become Harry Mason's Cheryl. It is also the first game not made in-house by Team Silent, instead developed by Climax Action. I don't like yeah. that name. <laughs> yeah, it's a... It's a name. <laughs> Climax action. It's... That makes it sound like John Wick, but he's orgasming in every scene. <laughs> yes! yes. <laughs> it, it does. What if Keanu Reeves was just coming for every moment of that movie? <laughs> I don't want to think about that. <laughs> And at this point, it looks like every game going forward is by a different team. Yep. <laughs> Ridiculous. Well, actually, actually, uh, Shattered Memories was also by Climax Studios. But, uh, <laughs> Climax it, it, action. <laughs> yeah. In Silent Hill Homecoming by Double Helix Games, you play as Alex Shepard. Ugh. As he fights back against the cult and his parents, who are sacrificing children to a dark god every 50 years. Alex Shepard is one step above naming your character Alex Carpenter. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Lost named their main character Shepard. Fuck you. <laughs> uh. In Silent Hill Downpour Va by Vatra Games, you play as the escaped murderer Murphy Pendleton as he avoids his corrections officer and Cunningham, all the while dealing with his past actions and getting sucked into and out of the other world. That sounds bad. Yeah. You've, you've killed a lot of people, and... Uh the 
corrections officer, uh, you killed her dad, too. So, like, you're not a good person. Like, at least Silent Hill 2 hides the fact that James is a bad person from you for most yeah. of the game. Yeah, you have to you have to learn that yourself. Uh, Silent Hill Downpour starts with you murdering someone. Uh, how? Uh... Now, to be fair, it was a pedophile. Pedophiles can die. Who cares? Yes, that's the that's but, the attitude of most like, people. This is not really quickly, my attitude, but quickly after that you learn that like oh yeah you're you're kind of a serial murderer for hire so yeah like i'm not gonna feel bad when i hear that a pedophile dies but also like humans don't have the right to take the life from other humans yeah you're you're not like kill the peds kill the you're you're more like oh a pedophile died i'm not gonna lose any tears to that one no but also, don't go around murdering people. Yeah. Murphy Pendleton, not a good person. Sure, there are three other Silent Hill games, but do it, we don't actually have time to do a full reckoning of all the fluff mobile games. Or stuff like inclusion in Dead by Daylight. And everything is included in Dead by Daylight. At this point, yeah. Pretty much. There have been no other games since 2012 besides a small playable teaser in 2014 for a project that got cancelled, although there is news that further games are coming alongside a third movie. Don't watch the movie or play any of the games, because you're funding the Yakuza. The Yakuza. <laughs> <laughs> and that is just the facts. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Did you ever play PT? I didn't. Okay. It's very difficult too nowadays. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a big horror game person in general, so like like the uh, playing Silent Hill 2 and then a bit of 3 was about as much as I ever did. Okay, yeah. I, I need people to be I mean... in the room with me when I play these games. <laughs> I understand. It's weird. It's weird because, like, horror movies do fucking nothing to me. Like, jump scares, I'm I'm rolling my eyes. Who cares? Jacob's Ladder, my favorite horror movie, it, it's, it gets that because it's just a really good movie. I don't feel any horror from it. Like... Okay. Uh, like, nothing scares me in movies. Because I was traumatized as a child. <laughs> <laughs> but yep there we go but the games horror games get to me and i think it's because i have to move the character i i am choosing to like interact yeah. with this yeah and so when things happen it feels like my fault yeah because it is yeah and some of them, some of them get that, and others don't. Like Resident Evil is a survival horror game. I don't really feel horror from Resident Evil. No, me either. But Silent Hill gets <laughs> it in like bucketfuls. Yeah, well, because Silent Hill is good at being horror. Yeah. Whereas Resident Evil is 
It's like a horror action, and it's better at the action. Yeah, it's 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 more like a creature thriller. Yeah. It's horror like Day of the Dead is horror. I never watched Day of the Dead. Mm, Day of the Dead gave me nightmares for years. See, the, the thing that traumatized me and makes me not uh, scared of movies anymore was my stepfather made me watch 13, 13 Ghosts when I was a kid. Yeah. Yep, I've told this. Okay. Well, I, I don't know that you've told us this on, on podcast. On the podcast. But I've told yeah. you before. Yeah. When I was nine, I, I was forced to watch 13 Ghosts and watch Shaggy get cut in half lengthwise. <laughs> That's my big takeaway from the movie. After after almost 20 years of not ever watching the movie again, um, I mostly remember Shaggy getting cut in half, which yeah. is fantastic. I, I get that. I get that. <laughs> oh. Love it. What a fantastic right. Shaggy actor, though. I forget his name, but... Yeah... He just, I mean, he just really captures Shaggy. Matthew Lillard? That's it. Yeah. I mean, I was just going to say it wasn't me. <laughs> hey, that Shaggy's no. in that movie, too. Is he? He is. <laughs> Seriously? Yes. Shaggy gives a song for, for the, uh, the Scooby-Doo live-action movie. What the fuck? And he shows up performing it in the movie. <laughs> you didn't know that? I didn't. No, it's it's fantastic. The the, the like I said, there's a lot. The it, it's a bad movie, but there's a lot good about it, and that's one of the good things. Yeah. But like, <sighs> it captures a lot of the feel of like early, uh, or, or not early, but like eighties. Scooby-Doo, where they were just doing like, Scooby-Doo meets Don Knotts. Scooby-Doo meets Sonny and Cher. That kind of shit. Yeah. I don't... I was looking for... His IMDB doesn't have it. I know he was in it. Or am I misremembering that? He was in it. I'm looking... I'm looking to see. Because um, it didn't pop up when I looked for it. Um, no. Oh, no. Did he just do oh, wait, the wait, soundtrack? Wait, wait. I think he just did the soundtrack. Oh. Oh, oh you know what? I think I combined the I I think I combined Shaggy with Sugar Ray. Because Sugar Ray appear in the movie and Shaggy oh. gives soundtrack. Oh okay. Yeah. I get how you couldn't make that mistake. Yeah. I, I think that's what happened. <clears throat> 
anyways, we can we can move past this to. Uh, oh, and the, I'm remembering now. There's also a music. There's a music video for the song that he did for the movie that has Shaggy and Scooby in it. Okay. Yes. That that. Okay. I'm combining those three facts together. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. We can move on to our topic now. Okay, what's our topic? Um, we're talking about how how game how narrative can be told with gameplay. Okay. Which is actually really fitting for all the Silent Hill we've been talking about because horror games are one of those games that gets this like really right. Yeah. Because pretty much the the entire story is told through the gameplay of a horror game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, you you can cutscenes are both very useful in video games and also kind of just the complete opposite. It's a shortcut. <laughs> yeah, a a, a cutscene is like. The beauty of a video game, or, or a game in general, is that you are controlling the actions. Y- you are in control of the character and stuff. And uh, that's different from a book in which, or, or a movie or something, in which you, you're just watching or reading through it, someone else's story. A passive participant. It, you are a passive participant. So, like... Uh, yeah, and they, they each have their benefits of, like, Star Wars can... Or, Star Wars. It's a good example, because the movie's really good and the books are really bad. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, like, movies are good in that they show you things so that it, it helps you take in the medium. Um, honestly, movies are probably the best way of forcing a story down your throat. Because it doesn't leave anything up to the imagination. You've, no. you've got the dialogue, you've got the visuals, you've got the audio. Like, it's... You're experiencing the story as a third party. Um, books are uh, really good in a different way in that you are experiencing a story, but all it's giving you is sort of a vague description and it allows your imagination to take control with the rest of it. Video games are not passive. Every time you play a video game, you are an active participant in the events that are happening. Yeah. Unless it's a visual novel. But (laughs) Even then, you are making choices. Even even then, you are making one of seven choices. Because I was going to point out that some books, like, there are choose-your-own-adventure novels out there that kind of get close to what games go for. Here's the funny part about choose-your-own-adventure books, though, is that uh, 90% of the time, they're also picture books. I don't mean, like, like fully all the way kids' books, where every single thing, every single page is a, uh, a fully realized image. But you're still getting a lot of help for your imagination. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of an in-between point. Um, but yeah, games are for active participation. And, and thus, when you're throwing in a cutscene, 
you are removing yourself from play to watch a short movie so that you can go back to play. Or if it's Xenosaga, you're watching a feature-length film. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Or two. Every cutscene. Yeah. They, they should really. They should. I just had to do like, some honestly, Xenosaga shade there. <laughs> honestly, they should make a pause button for those. <laughs> so you can, like, pause, go, like, pour yourself a Coke, pop some popcorn, go back, sit on the couch, unpause, watch your movie. <laughs> or every time one triggers, just, like, add it to a gallery. Don't make me sit there and watch it unless I hit a button that says yes. Just immediately give me the option of watch cutscene or no. <laughs> and then send me to the next bit of gameplay, and then I'll watch it when I'm ready. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, but now, as, right. as, as a person who plays a lot of games that do have cutscenes and loves those games... It is a little frustrating sometimes when something is happening on the screen and I don't have participation in it. Like, uh, I felt this a lot with um, Final Fantasy Crisis Core in particular. Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core. Because the the gameplay itself keeps you pretty much rooted to the ground. um, And it has a fun combat system. But as soon as a cutscene starts... People are, like, jumping through the air, like, throwing themselves through the air multiple feet, uh, clashing swords in the sky and shit, just uh, moving around in crazy ways, and then the game starts back up again, and Zack's feet are firmly planted on the ground. (laughs) Yeah. You attack with a firm downward swing. (laughs) And then a cutscene starts, and he's fighting Angelo in the air doing backflips and shit yeah it's and and that's that's one of the situations where in in some ways that's because they're defeated by the engine Uh, yeah i am certain that the developers wanted you to be able to do that in battle the whole time but also this was for the playstation and that wasn't going to happen the playstation portable (laughs) oh yeah that wasn't gonna happen (laughs) Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of, of really cool things that, as developers, we come up with in our minds that can't be translated to the game itself. And lots, lots of good ideas die long before they make it to the game. Um, just, just as a, a quick example from my own games, um... The, the card game I'm working now was initially each event card takes place in a particular place. So uh, an event card would be like the wooded town of Kazad. And there's, you know, there's a little blurb on there of, of you know, stuff about the town. You get like three lines of, of information about that. And then each of the two events on the card has a little blurb about what's happening on there. But my initial plan was to have all that be overlaid on top of a artist's made rendition of the wooded town of Kazad. So you could, like, 
there's there's the stuff on top of it, but behind the text is this beautiful sweeping landscape of you know the town and like the the hills near it and the forests nearby and you know maybe some creatures poking their heads out of the forests that you fight you know in the events but that's busy (laughs) (laughs) and the amount of text we ended up having to put onto the card to inform the player of how to actually play the fucking game became more than we expected we had hoped that it could just be like three lines of things and then you could just you know fill the rest of the space with pretty but then people but, got confused about what this card actually does yeah there, there is confusion about like how do you play the game what does the card stuff mean we need more information on here and also like just in general like there more text means that you have to choose between do you want the text to be legible and thus you can't really see the background or do you want to see the background but make it really hard to read the text on it and at the end of the day it comes down to whatever makes the game more playable (laughs) whatever makes it so you can actually play the game rather than just look at the pretty pictures which is sad because every single one of those cards would have been a work of art but you have to go with what you're working with. If I was making a video game version of it, sure, I could have like a, a button to toggle, you know, visibility of the background, so you can like look at the the art and see the the artist's name there, or you can close it to uh, just see the card information, which is something that like you can do with Magic the Gathering things because all of those cards are hand-drawn as well, and you can, you know, blow it up to just see what the art artist's work was, or you can, you know, collapse it to just see the, you know, the full card and mostly the mechanics. But I'm not working with that situation, so... <laughs> it, it's the same sort of thing. Like, developers want to do really cool things, but a lot of times they're limited... Um, Destiny 2 used to have, like, every campaign that came out, you played 100% through the story. Every little thing that happened, you were fighting enemies through it, and you got to the end, and and then you went and you fought through, and you got to these people, and then you were in a living cutscene where, you know, you could move around and talk to them and, like, hold E to do things in the cutscene. Um, and they did that for their first... Uh, three expansions and for a little bit after that I think the, the second year they tried doing that mostly but after that they realized that they weren't like the quality of what they were producing was lower and it was really really hard on the developers to get that stuff out in time um, and so for the past year they've been doing it differently where a year and a half I guess where um, you're still playing a lot of the stuff but a lot of the story is happening in the background like other people are handling things and you get a cutscene or two a season that, that explain things that you've missed from reading or once you finish a 
uh, a, a lot of the game is now handled through dialogue and instead of doing a cutscene where you and the person talk you go to the holo projector and it does the you know they project the person's face up there and they talk to you and tell you the things or or you just listen into a phone call and the quality of the story we're getting has increased by doubles by triples <laughs> it is vastly superior story but it also feels weird to not you know be playing through as much of the story yeah so um, what brought this on I don't really know it's just something I think about every now and then because again I play a lot of JRPGs which um are kind of notorious for being bad with this. I was actually yes. going to bring up that the Radiant Historia that uh, I'm taking a break from right now, but I've been playing recently, actually yeah. does a pretty decent job of at least like inserting narrative into the gameplay. Because okay. the, um, the main character, Stock, starts out as this like complete loner, right? And over the course of the game, he, he adds new people to his party, and he has to learn to work with them. And uh, the best way the game found to tell you that, I think, was through uh, combat. Because if, you, if you're fighting with people just, like, by themselves, just, like, an attack here, an attack there, whatever... Um, yeah then you're going to take a lot of damage and possibly lose. Yes. But if you were, if you set it up in a way where the characters can all go like right after each other and combo into each other's abilities, then everything goes smoothly most of the time. Mm -hmm. And, and so that's a way of like showing that stock is learning how to cooperate with people by making you learn how to cooperate with the, the other skills that the characters have. Okay. Um, and I thought that was kind of clever. But so yeah. many JRPGs are just like, here's a party of people, they all do a thing, and go watch movies in between making them do the things. Yeah, uh, and I think a, a, a problem that a lot of JRPGs and, and a lot of games in general have is a disconnect between what the player has to do in order to play the story and the story. <laughs> so, like, I, I love the early Final Fantasy games. I, 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 they're, they're a lot of fun. And I, I love pretty I much every Final Fantasy game. <laughs> um, and, uh, man, I, I love going and finding the crystals and stuff and saving you know the princess who then joins your party uh -huh. again um <laughs> but that story is great but the rest of the time you're out there grinding right <laughs> and there's very little like i can't off the top of my head come up with a a story reason for I'm killing lots of creatures. Now, hold uh, on. Especially not because, like, I guess some games do it of, like, 
to, you know, use the, the term incorrectly, but correctly, I guess, in this case, uh, you're not experienced enough to go into the next area. Oh, no, I hate so that. That's just a hand way. to go fight things, but... <laughs> but no, um... I, I linked a, uh, an article to you a while ago in the, um, the general chat for our Discord okay. called Telling Story Through Gameplay, where they talk about a game called Grindstone that is entirely about a dude who grinds monsters. And he does it because it's his job to collect the shit from the monsters, and he's trying to save up enough money to go on a vacation with his family. And so the entire game is built around the fact that he just grinds against these monsters until he fucking falls over from exhaustion. Okay. So that would be one way of building it into your game in a way that's, like, more believable. But yes. Like, now grinding makes sense because it's all this dude knows. It's all he's ever done. Yeah. Whereas in JRPGs, it's often just, oh, you're five levels too low to enter this dungeon. Better go grind them up. Better go screw yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. And some games handle that better than others, too. Like, Dragon Quest is real bad with just every time you go to a new place, fucking grind up five levels. Get them. Like, Dragon Quest Eight. I like that game a lot. It starts out with you really needing to get to level four, and you start at level one. Yeah. Um, and I like I understand to a degree some of the design decisions there, in that like y- you want your player to experience the growth of like, hey, this is what level one feels like, but now you're at level four, and doesn't that feel so much better? But sometimes it doesn't even make sense, because you'll be like a soldier in an army, and you'll be starting at level one, and it's like, I have no experience with all of my life before then? Yeah. Uh, And then another thing, as developers, you want the player basically to... It's a forced tutorial. Forced extended tutorial on learning how to play in a uh, not-really-dangerous area. Um, But... At the same time, that's that's really just a cop out. Um, it's it's not that hard to one play these games, uh, and if you're making the beginning too annoying, players are going to leave. Right, which is why uh, Dragon Quest has never blown up outside of Japan. Yeah. yeah. Now. Um, the, there's there's really no reason why they couldn't have just started you at level four, except for their opinion on the above reasons I gave and um, uh, and Japanese length. workaholic culture. Yeah, game length is what it is. <laughs> they they want you to think that they've got more of a game than they do, uh, and and it's true they do have more of a game. It's just less of a fun. <laughs> Um, it, it, it's telling when, like, Dungeons and Dragons is a it's a fantastically well built game, but most parties start at level four. 
very, very few parties actually start at level one. And I actually didn't know this they, because I've pretty much never played a D and D game. Yep. If you do, it's probably your first one, or like you you only play once at level one because like a little one shot. There's there's yeah there's there's very little you can do. Um, you don't have access to any feats yet because you get that or or any good feats because like you're limited by how much you can start with. Uh, you've got no good gear. You unless you're like you're starting as a fighter, you've got probably four to six health. Period. That that's <laughs> it. Um, uh, I mean, wizards are notorious for having like between three and five HP when they start the game. Even at um, level four. No, at level one. Oh, okay. At, at level four, you're probably going to have like twelve ish HP, which is you know still not a whole lot, but you won't die in a single hit <laughs> you won't die in a single hit um at level one rats are fatal <laughs> like like a one-on-one battle you between a wizard and a rat yeah um between most things in a rat like uh, <laughs> fi- fighters fighters are good at survival or fighters are clerics or something like that fighter cleric paladin that sort of knight and healing abilities um but you're outside of that, yeah. You're 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 pretty close to death. Oh my god, um, a D and D one shot where everybody plays a level one character and then runs into the big bad of what is actually going to be the campaign and all get murdered. <laughs> and nobody's told about it beforehand. Yeah. Well. Okay. So that's shitty because then that is know. shitty. <laughs> yeah. I put all this work into this game, uh, into this character, and now they're dead. <laughs> now they're dead. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, it exists, and, and some people, rarely, but some people choose to play at level one because they like the feel of, you know, being weak and stuff. But most players in the game start at level four, or some start at level eight, because... You know, you get even more stuff. You've got access to actually interesting spells, and you start with enough money that you could start with a magic item or some, you know, properly built gear so you can do things. Um, so, yeah, really, really you, you start later in the game um, so that you can get into the game. Because who's going to go to a level one war, uh, warrior and be like, hey, I need you to go save the kingdom? Right. <laughs> It's <laughs> at least have a, a few rat kills peasant. under your belt. Yeah, and it it also feels weird of like, like I understand that the the, the actual character, like the the stat block for peasants, is a good bit lower than a level one character, but it 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 feels like you can't really do a whole lot like why are you out adventuring when you're such a weakling <laughs> uh, and um D is also like a perfect example of of what we're talking about too because the entire once again the entire game is the story yeah like there's nothing that happens outside of your control and every even in combat you were telling a story with the actions you choose to take it's it's a little bit cheating, however, in that, um, 
So like everything if, has to cheat somewhere though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's different from video games in that someone had to write a video game and then it's done. Right. Like a choose your own adventure or or games like Silent Hill where there are multiple endings have multiple endings. They 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 designed multiple ways so that if you make a decision that actually changes the way the game works. But Silent Hill is small. <laughs> and of all the decisions you take, it's like you can make three decisions. Yeah, a lot of a lot of, of games is- that have like choices matter or whatever. Yeah. It's really only like four or five across the course of yeah. the game that actually matter. Yeah. And then even despite that just like a choose your own adventure book there are x number of endings already written so you can choose your own adventure but you're choosing one of the pre-written adventures right it's not like in D&D where your character says no I don't want to go do that quest and then you you know the game ends is how it would be in a book it'd be like you you I don't want to choose either of these things. I choose the third option that isn't written. So I guess I'll go play, uh, you know, twiddle my thumbs or something. Because that's not one of the options. Whereas in D&D, if you say that, you do it. Because it is truly a story. I was playing an RPG until recently, and very often my character would just get bored with whatever was happening and would go to a corner and play with marbles or something. <laughs> what RPG was this? That was a uh, Fate. Oh! It was, it was what I was playing oh. with Dom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My character had yeah. a bag of marbles for a lengthy period of time <laughs> and would just uh, <laughs> fuck off to a corner and play with marbles. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> I mean, I I know one of the characters would just climb randomly on top of things. Yes, she would. (laughs) She ended up with half of my bag of marbles because she picked them up as I I was throwing them at somebody's head. (laughs) Okay. RPGs Uh, are fun. RPGs are fun. But yeah, that, that... They are tabletop... RPGs are a good example of narrative perfectly meshed with gameplay. But like if you if you look at any of of the the typical video games, you're going to find that that's kind of an exception. Like, right. Like even most games don't even feel like they try. Good. Oh yeah, no, I I will agree with that. Uh, most games really are just like you you have mechanics and you also have a story right and um and yeah the the final fantasy 7 blah 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 on the psp was uh, a very good example of that in that you have gameplay of you doing things but for story purposes you're actually you can do doing so much cool shit jedi jump flips and you're fighting goku style in the air uh-huh. and and it's uh, badass but 
mechanics wise you're you're pressing a to use your attack again on the same enemy right and your character walks forward and they go slash and then they back up into their position and you wait for the job uh, line to f- action line to fill again so that you can do it again and then you select a combo yeah and then you slash and somebody else slashes and then somebody else raises their staff and then y'all all step back <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's cool that there are there are some of these games out here like grindstone that that can do that um but they're definitely the exception to the rule and you mentioned how like horror games do this pretty well um and i will agree that horror games are better than most at getting you absorbed into the game but even still (laughs) i was struggling to understand the game of original silent hill last week because again i've never played most of the games that we talk about on game facts (laughs) weirdly um even though you pick them all yeah well no not all of them oh you're right in season one in season one i suggested a few they were all bad (laughs) i suggested onimusha that got us the 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 lady who spreads her vagina open and becomes a bee i didn't need that (laughs) also you suggested lunar which yeah i like lunar whatever but in uh in (laughs) in silent hill one i was struggling to understand most of the game because the storyline can be summed up in like three sentences and what happens throughout the rest of the time is you wandering around a town through creepy places seeing how the places how the town has like monsters like fallen into this uh disreputable state uh but it's 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 just random monster fights so (laughs) that, that don't have anything to do with the story whatsoever no, because the story is about a crazy cult. Yeah, yeah. There's there's the story of uh, Silent Hill 2 where James Sunderland is uh, looking for his dead wife and there's the pyramid head. But then there's also like 30 other types of monsters that just show up and are in the game and you fight them and they have no bearing on the story. Well, I mean, presumably they're also aspects of James's psyche attacking him. Eh. If they mattered that much, they would matter to the summary of the plot. Because, because um, again, like, Silent Hill is initially inspired by Jacob's Ladder. Uh, and yeah. in Jacob's Ladder, there's a line that says, like, uh... If you haven't accepted your fate, then they'll look like demons trying to rip your life away. But if you've come to if you've come to terms, then there'll be angels showing you the way. Mm. And so all the all the 
demons that Jacob sees throughout the movie could be demons attacking him, um, tr- like trying to destroy him in, in his dying moments, or he, they could be angels attempting to help him, but because he hasn't accepted that he's dying yet, then he sees them as demons trying to hurt him. Gotcha. And so I, I imagine that's where the 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 concept for most of the random monsters in Silent Hill comes from is is the concept of the demons in Jacob's Ladder. Do you have anything more to add to this topic? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, not really. A lot of games don't do this well. You don't have to do it well to be a good game. But No, you don't. If you I do mean, it hell, really I well, love... you're special. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I'm I'm still not gonna go play Grindstone. No, me neither. Or whatever. Like I'm it, it looks like it, it does it fantastically well and it looks like a pretty fun game. It I'm also looks like I'd be it. miserable playing it. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm I just because you do something well doesn't mean that you're a game worth playing. Um and like and and just because you do something wrong doesn't mean you're not fun playing. Like you have a lot of fun playing RuneScape. <laughs> RuneScape does so many things wrong. And um, you have a lot of I, fun playing Destiny 2. And uh-huh. that entire game is wrong. <laughs> so But it's interesting to see when games accomplish week. something close to it. Um what am I looking forward to for next? I'm looking forward to passing this fucking philosophy midterm I have. Oh. Yeah. When you called me, I was in the middle of writing up a, a study guide for the midterm. Gotcha. Yeah. Because he's gonna... Technically, you called me, but yeah. In class, I have to I have to write two essays out of a possible nine in oh, a little fun. book. Yeah. Regarding, like, certain arguments for the existence of God and shit like that. Oh, okay, yeah. And, and then I also have to, like, explain a handful of terms in a paragraph. Okay. Yeah. All within an hour and 20 minutes, so. Well, hopefully I'm looking forward to changing my schedule because my wife has gotten a job, but, uh... We should hear about that before the next episode, but I don't know, so I'll pick something else. Um, <laughs> okay. But I don't have anything else to pick. Uh, you're looking forward to episode misery. three of Reincarnated as a Sword, which weirdly became good yes. after after the baby brain episode one. <laughs> which I think is what I called it in our last episode. I, I think so. You really shit on it, and then I you did. watch the next episode, and then you and then the show became good. Of, of like, <laughs> how is this good now? <laughs> yeah, no, there's definitely anime to watch. Uh, what are we? What are we doing next week? Uh, anime. It's too soon. Oh, uh, news. I guess. I don't want to do news though. I don't either. <laughs> 
Can you believe? Can you believe that the Try Guys are still in the fucking news cycle? I. (laughs) YouTube was trying to tell me you might be interested in this, so I went ahead and said, "Don't show me anything ever from this channel." (laughs) It's not even their fault. People just keep fucking talking about it. It's like y'all could move on, and then these same people are complaining about how much airwaves the fucking Try Guys are taking, and it's like, y'all are the ones talking about it! Yeah. They did a video about it, because they had to. And everybody else has been talking about it for three weeks now. No, no, no. The Try Guys did a video, and Tripod also did a video about it. Oh, they did a podcast where they talked about it, yeah. yeah. So they've done two videos on it. Oh! YouTube decided I should watch both of them, and I decided YouTube was wrong, so I didn't watch either of them, and both of those channels are blocked. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I didn't care the first time it was in the news cycle. Like, I just wish people would stop clogging my fucking Twitter feed with takes about the, the fucking Try Guys. Yeah. And then SNL did a fucking four-minute-long unfunny skit about it. <laughs> well, I mean, that that doesn't surprise me from SNL. Right. <laughs> they, they haven't really been funny for a while. Um, if ever. Yeah. I mean, I think the cowbell skit is kind of funny. Yeah, it's kind of funny. And that's, like, the funniest... That, that's the hardest I've ever laughed at an SNL skit. Is <laughs> the cowbell skit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's sad. <laughs> All right, well, we. Can I guess it'll be news, news. Or, or I guess we could do games played again. But that means playing another one of these fucking awful. Yep. Advertisement games. I I'm mean, not. I'm not ready two, for another of, one of those. Two of these are not bad. They're just constantly in ads. Two, two of two of these are games that I have played, and my wife still plays. But I have better better things to do. I'm just gonna say I don't have time for it this week. Also, like I said, I have that okay. midterm. Okay. So okay, I have so we'll, to we'll, spend we'll like half lose. the week studying for that. What about part three? Ugh on you man what's what's down here in media that made us nothing good fucking books I don't have time for a book uh, oh 13 ghosts is in our fucking movie section not yeah well I mean that's that's where I knew which one you were talking about but uh, uh I, I don't I don't have the bandwidth to watch a horror movie right now. But it's October. It's the month of horror. I, I know. Maybe maybe if my wife gets the job and then she could be here all the time and I won't have to be left by myself all alone scared, then then we can watch <laughs> horror movies. Where's future topics? Uh fuck, I don't want to talk about any of those. Nope. <laughs> I don't know, John. Uh, 
Give us, just give us a really long fact for a game. Oh, sure. I'll just do a fuckload of work so that I don't have to do your thing. You got that this week. Let's talk about a specific anime. I don't know, man. I don't know. Is there any anime that made you? Any anime that made me? Not that aren't yeah. super long. Well, I mean... Howl's Moving Castle! I've never seen a Miyazaki film. Any of them? Any of them. Wow. I have read the book, though. Um, if I remember correctly, the the movie's nothing like the book. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Or no, I'm thinking of Lapida. I'm thinking of Lapida. Castle okay. in the Sky, which is I... supposedly based on the sequel to Howl's Moving Castle, but actually has nothing to do with Howl's Moving Castle. I read Howl's Moving Castle because my girlfriend at the time, who I is not was not actually my girlfriend, but we went on dates all the time, like actual dates, so I don't... I don't know what to call that. Um, she said it was her favorite book, so I read it, and it was okay. Cause like, yeah. it, it other other anime that made me would be shit like Cowboy Bebop, or okay. yeah, One Piece or Gundam Wing. New Gundam is good. Second episode, not as good as the first, but... No. It, it set up another fucking Gundam fight, so third episode's uh -huh. gonna be baller. Uh-huh. At least it didn't make you cry like the Zeroth episode did. I mean, I didn't cry at the Zeroth episode, but it was pretty... I mean, I didn't either, but... It was rough. I... Yeah. I don't know, we'll figure something out. If if it's something that y'all would want to follow along with, uh, Wombat will post about it on Instagram. I haven't opened the Instagram in years. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you never even posted a picture of your animals. I still need to do that. Yeah. I'll do it at some point. It'll happen. We'll see y'all next time. Bye! Bye!